Nerd Corner. We'll fix it in post. Down on the corner. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Nerd Corner, the podcast that prefers ice bobos to milk arrowroots. Hopefully, you can actually hear us this week because I've turned the gain up on the microphone. Um, I am, of course, JD. I'm not joined by John Hammond this week because John's off at the dentist. I want to say uh, something medical. Yeah, and we've got. Oh, I should. Oh, I didn't introduce you before you started talking. You jerk. Um, Nate's back. Who you probably don't all remember because it's been a while. It's been a. It's been a while. <laughs> And, because, and those episodes were on the, the Wilderness feed, not on the Nerd Corner Geek Actually feed. Um, those of you who don't know, we were originally a three-man show, and then scheduling turned us into a, scheduled turned us into a two-man show, and I couldn't get a hold of Rachel the ring in, so Nate's back. What's been happening, big fella? Uh, yeah, bit of this, bit of that. A lot of fucking Lego. Yes, lots and lots of Lego. Fuckload of Lego. Yes, the Quickie Mart is almost built. Quickie Mart's almost built, because those of you who may not remember, that's a bit of a Lego fiend. Just a little bit. What'd you, what'd, you, what'd you buy today? Uh, One of the Jurassic World set in the obscenely expensive Ewok Village? Oh, that Ewok Village is going to be amazing. Oh, it looks phenomenal, but I'm not buying it, as I've told you before. I'm self-excluding from buying any Star Wars Lego. Because you can't stop Because if I fucking start, it's going to... Because I've mostly got Marvel Lego, and I'm a DC guy. Actually, it's, I've got the Sea Cow, and the Spaceship, Spaceship, Spaceship. Oh, it's been a... The Sea Cow definitely raises the average, because I've only got the Quinjet... And the Milano. But the helicarrier is on labor. Yes. Maybe I should put the... Oh, I should put the sea cow on the helicarrier. <laughs> Nerd corner. We've two experiments with Lego. <laughs> um, yeah, I've... Yes, so John's not here. I don't even remember how to do a podcast anymore. Um, but we're going to launch straight into the list because it's a fucking epic length list this week. Because well, it's been a couple of weeks. And yes, very, very humble apologies for last episode with the sound issues. I didn't turn the game up on the microphone. So, yeah, that's a JD fuck-up. Massive thanks to our Lord and Master, David McVeigh, for fixing it, as well as he could in post. So hopefully we won't need Dave's expertise this week. Um, okay, because it's been a little while since you've been here, we've, I've kind of changed up how we do the show. I have a list. We don't even do segues anymore. Aww. We just... Oh, what would you, I, can, I can do an Anacoran segue with things if you want me to. I was just, I was just looking forward to the family guy, you know... Cutscene. <laughs> it's all the setup. It's nerd corner. It's all Family Guy cutscene. All right, a bunch of Deadpool trailers have dropped. Ooh. Have you seen any of them? Um, no. I probably should have. I've seen lots of stills. Being a Deadpool guy, you probably should. Yeah. I like. Yeah. It's Everything been... I've been hearing is, but it actually makes it sound like a Deadpool comic on to come to life. Yeah, which is why I don't like it because I have read Deadpool comics and I've got no interest in the dude. Yeah. Which is well, well documented on the show now because I read. Um, Civil War, because I'm still working through Civil War, X-Men Universe, it's one of the trades that ties into Civil War, and it's got the first two issues that are collected in it, uh, X-Factor, and them dealing with the Civil War. The last three is Cable and Deadpool. Ah, yeah. No. No, thank you. (laughs) But the trailers look good, I'll go and see it, it makes me go, you know what, that looks cool, and the best bit, fucking Colossus. Shut up and take all of my currency. Well, yeah, that's a good reason. But it's not, um, it's not, it's not Cardball. Right. Yeah, they've recast, and I'm reckoning Cardball's going to be pissed, but apparently they reached out and offered it to him, and he went, nope. I heard somewhere, might have even well, been over on Geek Actually, they were talking about it. Considering how underutilised he was in the past, um, past movies, I can understand him probably saying, yeah. hey, you know what. And I, I know how angry he was about it, because he told me to my face. Yep. Lovely fellow. Segway, oh, Kevin Smith's coming back. He's here... I think him and Muse are on their way now for Get Old and the Q&A, but he's coming back for, to do a stage show at the Opera House, talking about all his, um, all his comic work specifically. Oh, nice. As part of the graphic festival that they do every year. And um, fun little story. I sent a message to Richard of Panels, which is not currently in production. Everybody knows who Richard is. And I said, hey, when you, are you going? He's like, yeah, yeah, me and Longo are going to go. I'm like, cool. Hook, let me know when you're going. We can all hook up. Like when, when you get to get tickets, we'll all hook up tickets together. He's like, yeah, that's cool. They go on sale on the Friday. I think this was on the Tuesday we had the conversation. Later that afternoon, I get I get some message from Richard, as I invariably do most days. Just said, is front row okay? I'm like, um, how did you manage this? He's like, I got an email from the Opera House. So, yeah, um, Richard, Longo, and I are front row for Kevin Smith. Nice. So, and in typical fashion, by the time I hear about events happening, the tickets are already sold out. Would you, I didn't even know you liked Kevin Smith. 
I'm not not, not a massive Kevin Smith fan. I do like the guy, and that's uh, something that I would have liked to offend, but oh, these things happen. Sorry, you were excluded. Oh. Because we didn't want to take you. That's you guys. That's... That, that's it's a network That's thing. That's part of the universe. Like, yeah, I've got lots I'm a, of... I'm a ring-in, I don't count. Well, yeah. well, we didn't invite Rachel either. Well, there you go. Um, I don't remember the specifics of this story because I read it a couple of weeks ago. Apparently a bunch of architects, I, th- I want to say in the UK, are going to try and tunnel out Minas Tirith out of, a, out of a mountain. You know the mountain city from Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah, For yeah. those of you who don't, don't know. Go. Why? Um, because... No, okay, because no, it's not be, because, because reasons. Yeah. Look, I'm all for. I think it's in the UK. I should, as I say every week, I should have reread these older stories. I'm all for adventure, but surely the amount of money that this is going to cost—they're <laughs> trying to crowdfund it. Crowdfunding. <laughs> right? I think. I think now that you say that, I'm fairly confident they will try to crowdfund it. Okay, that makes a little more sense. If these guys are just going to funnel all this money into a project, no, I'm fairly they confident. Could, you know, end world hunger or something. Um, yeah, I, I think. I think it's going to be crowdfunded. So. Good on them. It's not just a bunch, of, a little bunch of nerds. It's quite possibly going to be a all of the nerds. Yeah. I tell you what, if it's them actually digging at Minas Tirith, I reckon they'll get whatever they want. Probably because I'll pledge to it. And you know what? Go for your life, son. Get out there with your pickaxes, and away you go. I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy, and I'd probably throw well, a few bucks. Well, yeah, it's more for the as you say, it's all about the adventure. Get amongst it. Yep. And um, Constantine, well and truly dead, as we well and truly know. Oh, Constantine, we hardly knew you. That's a shame. Was... They, they cannot do that. It's like Fantastic Four. They just cannot do Constantine. <laughs> well, they're two for two so far, so... <laughs> Hopefully Preacher will be good. I've not read it, but the boys were raving about it on Geek Actually this week, and it sounds like it's going to be a good show. But they covered all the news about that. But Constantine is the actual guy who played Constantine in the TV show. Yeah. He's going to guest on Arrow. Okay. Steve Amell made shit happen, because you know, it's what he does. Speaking of, he was at SummerSlam last week. Yes, he was at SummerSlam. Actual segue on the show. I'm going to need to cut this and put it in later. <laughs> and we watched this, and you know what? As far as non-wrestlers go, he did pretty fucking well. Oh, uh, yes. Probably the best performance from non-wrestler I've ever seen in a match. Yeah. And that, actually, and, and that includes people like the great Carly and <laughs> Batista. <laughs> he actually did stuff. He, he, you know what? To his credit, he didn't pull the "I'm a celebrity. I'm going to get. I'm going to get the pin." Thing. He he was not involved in the end of the match. He was involved in the rest of the match. Yeah, like involved. jumping off the top rope to the outside and hitting Enziguri's and doing all sorts of fun oh, stuff. Enziguri was amazing, it was, wasn't it? But I think, and this is going to be a very quick wrestling-related segue. I reckon they're going for a singles match because neither of the guys, neither Steve Amell or Stardust, were involved in the finish. Yeah, and since neither pinned the other, and neither was beaten or won. I reckon they'll go, to a, they'll go to a singles match. Probably it's a Survivor Series? Unfinished business. I'd say so. Yeah. I don't think they'll try and drag it out. It's all Mania. It's the kind of spectacle that Mania would draw, but it's too long to try and I mean, WrestleMania is in March. It's, what, nearly... It's September tomorrow, so... Yeah. Um, some concept art and stuff has leaked or been released for Civil War. We know who's on what side. Right. None of it is surprising. If I'm assuming as much as they can follow the trades... That's kind of the line they're going with? Yeah, pretty much. So, Tony's going to have, like, the Vision and Hawkeye and whoever else. And over on Cap's side, you're going to have... You've got Falcon, you've got Bucky, you've got Scarlet Witch. Yeah, the Battle Lines are drawn. Oh, spoilers! I'm like, look at it. Which part of it surprised me? The only bit that surprised me is that Vision and Scarlet Witch are on different opposite sides. Yeah. And I haven't read the actual Civil War Avengers trade because I haven't been able to find it. But those guys aren't even involved because Scarlet Witch is just coming off the House of M at that point. So I reckon they're going to do with those two what they did with Sue and Reed in the comics. Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Girl. One on each side, split up the couple. Yep. Not that these two are a couple yet in the movie-verse, but near enough. Star Wars Land! Oh, all the Star Wars. Have, no, no, no. Star Wars Land. Oh, right. Yeah, at Disneyland. I did hear a very brief snippet about this. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry, sorry, Dave. Star Wars Land. <laughs> That's how Longo says it over on the other shows. Um, yeah, Star Wars Land has apparently been announced, is coming. Okay, so, but at least we're not doing the Pirates of the Caribbean. We're actually making a, a land based on movies, not trying to make movies based off a ride. That's right, because uh, Disney owned, obviously Disney owned Star Wars, Disney had the theme park. Put the two together. Yep. It makes sense. They're going to make a squillion dollars. Oh, yeah. Because apparently there's going to be like a Tatooine bit, like little versions, like little bits of each planet. 
Oh, nice. So that'll be cool. I don't know how big it's going to be. Again, should have reread the article before I did the show. <laughs> That's how we roll here in the corner. Speaking of Star Wars, oh fuck, I'm doing another segue. God damn it. Episode 9 has a director. We've already got an episode 9 announced now? Yeah. Well, 7, 8, 9 were, were always announced. It's a trilogy. Yeah. We have a director for number 9. Okay. Our friend Mr. Trevorrow, who brought the dinosaurs back. Right. I have no problem with this. Given what happened with the dinosaurs? Yes. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he's doing the dinosaur sequel, but that might be why he wasn't picked up for F8. Yeah. I can't, they've announced the episode 8 director as well, which we talked about last episode, but I can't remember who it was. Somebody who didn't. Obviously made an impact. Absolutely, but no, I, thought, I think he'll be fine with it, dependent on... I'm still worried that episode 7 is going to be shit. All signs are pointing to it not being, but think about how amazing the Phantom Menace trailers were when they first came out. Mm. All we can hope is that um, JJ doesn't mess up. Well, I mean, JJ did well with Star Trek movies. Yeah. He made Star Wars movies. Yeah. Those aren't Star Trek films. No. Those are Star Wars movies set in the Star Trek universe. The proof of that is the fact that I enjoyed them. Exactly. Because you're not a Trek guy at all. No. Not in any way, shape, or form. And yet we've been friends for nine years, so I don't know. (laughs) Something else you're not a fan of. Hey, segues. Um, Killjoys and Dark Matter both had their finales this week. Oh. Neither show has been picked up. Hopefully both do. I haven't seen the two-part Dark Matter finale yet. I need to. I need to. Um, Need to watch those. Um, the Killjoys finale was really good. It ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, but if it's the last episode, it's the last episode, and I'm okay with it. Both shows, I mean, they're sci-fi, they're really good. They're not getting picked up. It's just the way of the world. But yeah. they, they are made by the Sci-Fi Network in Canada, so they may um, well do. If they're made by the network, there's hope. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. You know what wasn't cool over the last... Are we tracking? No, we're tracking well. What wasn't cool over the last couple of weeks, though, last week? We lost to Von Craig. We lost our back girl. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, she was in like her 70s and like lung cancer or something that got her. Massive bucket of win for that woman. The only person to actually play Barbara Gordon Batgirl. This is true. Because if you think back to that movie. Yes. Uncle Alfred, which is pretty much exactly what the boys said. Mm-hmm. <coughs> they talked about it on Geek Actually this week. I'm just quoting the boys. We should have just re-released their episode. Um... But yeah, because Barbara Wilson, the niece of Alfred, that's not fucking Batgirl. No. Nope. No, Barbara Gordon, Jim Gordon's daughter. Mm-hmm. Of which I have the first comic appearance, which is worth about seven times as much as I paid for it now. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're all very saddened to hear her loss. I mean, she was 70-something. She had an amazing run, as it was. The Buffalo Bill's house is up for sale. From okay. Silence. Okay. Yeah. Where's my checkbook? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it comes with the pit. <laughs> the pit was on the south stage. I know. We, yeah. you, you can get a shovel. Yeah. Well, get a, you know, bring in a, a couple of sticks of dynamite and blast with a bedrock. Why yeah. not? Um, yeah, no, the house is up for sale. It's, I, I, I should have, again, looked up how much it actually went for. Oh, it would have gone for squillions. Yeah. Um, but it was, apparently it came with a heap of actual silence memorabilia because the person that currently owns the house is fan. Nice. Yeah, so there's a heap of stuff that's actually there. Hopefully it gets bought by someone else that's a fan and continues at like a little science of Lens Museum. Yep. So that would be cool. Masters of the Universe. The reboot. Oh, no. I'm, I'm okay. I'm a little bit okay. It's being written by the same guy that's writing Thor Ragnarok. So if, okay. if the scribe's good enough for Marvel, he should be good enough for Kenner or whoever owns the actual rights to He-Man now. Well, let's just hope Dolph Lundgren is not um, replaying that role. Oh, man, it was amazing. For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I know, right? We've seen this thing on a relatively big screen. Yeah, it was. And I've rewatched it since then as well. Oh, Jesus Christ, I haven't. It is a terrible, terrible movie, but so much fun. Yeah. Well, you're, you're more of a He-Man guy than I was. Very quickly, what would you want from a rebooted live-action He-Man? Um, other than set the bastard on attorney and not Earth. That would be a big one. Um, I would like to see more of the actual characters, the way they were portrayed in the cartoons. Or characters from the cartoon. That as well. As opposed to just Taylor He-Man and Man in Arms. Well, no. We had Evil Lynn and we had Beast Man briefly. <laughs> Blinking, you miss him. Um, and, of course, we had some semblance of Skeletor. I don't know that I want to actually call him Skeletor, but... Oh, frankly, no, he God rest his soul. He was there in name. He was more or less there. So, I mean... 
some some kind of story that relates to the actual He-Man. Let's like? not. Yeah, I think the biggest problem with that film is setting the bastard on Earth. But this has been covered everywhere else, and this is not the He-Man episode. No. Um, I have watched some episodes of the newer series that they did, and a lot of the stuff from that I think could be really interesting to adapt. But this is again not the He-Man episode, which I'm sure we'll do eventually. Agents of Shield is getting a spin-off. It's, right. They're finally confirmed they're doing the Mockingbird spin-off. Oh, nice! So I mean, it's good. I can finally stop watching Agents of Shield and just watch Mockingbird. Because <laughs> the only reason I watch Agents of Shield by the end is because Mockingbird's the only interesting character on it. Which is saying something, given how well that show started. Agents of Shield didn't start well. It got well. Yeah, this is true. It started terribly, and then it got interesting when Captain America Civil War happened. Yeah, and then it got crap again. Oh, okay. Yeah, all the stuff with, like, Quake's backstory, and you know what? Why are you doing a show about Quake? Yeah. Deathlock had my attention for, like, two minutes. He was probably the high point of the show, to be honest, as far as recurring characters go. And, yeah, my favourite character on the show was Mockingbird, and they're giving her a show. So, I have no qualms with this. Did you see the leaked photos of Luke from Ep7? Yes. Oh, I saw I saw one of them. I yeah. Thought, yeah, there was the, a couple the of them. They disappeared very fucking quickly. I'll bet they did. Um, I'm doing everything, because there's been a new trailer or teaser or something dropped this week. Okay. I haven't watched it. I'm now avoiding everything. I avoided all the rumours and all the stuff to do with all the hoopla and the rumours and all the set photos and all this shit. I watched the, official, the two official trailers that came out around the Comic-Con. Uh, the first one that dropped, which everyone lost their collective minds over. I've watched that. And I've watched... The extended version of whichever came out at Comic Con, I've watched that and I'm done. And let's let's not forget the um, the George Lucas special edition of the trailer. Oh, the George Lucas <laughs> special edition of the trailer. Of no. course, not an official trailer, but still a lot of fun. You know which one you should check out? The Binks Awakens. Okay. The the spliced Jar Jar into oh, the trailer. Oh no, it's hilarious. It really is. Um, now, as is well documented very early on in this show, I'm, yeah, when it comes to the, the Star Wars films, I'm avoiding just about fucking everything. Because I don't want to know. Because I knew as much as I could going into the last three, and I think I might have tainted it. Possibly. Because you already knew all the good bits. Yeah, well, when it comes to episode two, the good bit. <laughs> yes. Well, to be fair, episode two gets good once it hits Kamino, not Kamino, um, Geonosis. Yeah. That's the Obi-Wan stuff on Kamino is quite good. The stuff in Geonosis is quite good at the end. And then you've got about an hour and a half of filler. That's right. Uh, actually, most of Obi-Wan and his mission to work out who Master Sifo Dyas actually was was quite interesting. And if the whole film had been more like, good... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it didn't happen. All right. Um, I, would, I didn't know whether I was going to talk about this story because it's to do with addiction and mental health and whatnot. It's the Nicholas Brendan story I started to tell you about. Right. And I'm only going to talk about it because he posted about it from his Facebook. Okay. Nicholas Brendan very famously suffers from depression and anxiety and all these things, as well as substance abuse, alcohol, drugs, yep. whatever else. Well, he went on, um, went and filmed an episode of Dr. Phil early last week. And apparently the way Nicholas Brendan tells it, and he's, he's not trying to, doesn't try to bury Dr. Phil or anything. He's like, look, I wasn't ready for what I was coming up against or whatever. And Dr. Phil apparently went straight for the jugular, as Dr. Phil does. Yep. And apparently Nicholas Brendan couldn't cope, then he just got up and left the set. He was done. Okay. He's like, yeah, look, he's then turned around and said, look, Dr. Phil does some amazing work for people and all this stuff, but I wasn't expecting that straight up. I thought we'd ease into it and give myself a chance to build up to it. So that's, yeah. Yeah, well, Dr. Phil is pretty much the bull in a china shop. Which also, to be fair, it's not the first episode that's ever been filmed. No, that's right. With if you go on that show, why you, people reacting when they get surprised with the way he is? Have you watched it? It's apparently not. No, but so look, it's really unfortunate that Nicholas Brendan is still battling all those demons, and but he's aware of his issues. He's in and out of rehabs and treatments. So I just, I'm hoping that in four or five episodes' time, we're not reading his eulogy. So hopefully, all the best to that guy, and he can. Get himself, get himself sorted. So, yeah, good luck to that yeah, fellow. Absolutely. On a completely unrelated note, did you hear about the Nazi train? What? Yeah. Um, archaeologists somewhere in Europe have found this train that's, that's apparently full of all these Nazi relics and treasure and stuff. 
that was shunted down this line during the, the very end of World War Two, and they've blasted this cave to bury, like, whoever the Nazis were that were trying to escape with all the Nazi gold have got, gotten away with this trainload and buried it and then subsequently died. Right. Somewhere along the way. And these guys have found it. So okay. that's an interesting story that came out this week. Um, there's not a lot of detail coming out yet because these guys are like, look, we're not going to tell everywhere where it is. It's just going to go raided. So they're talking about things like the British Museum, some other places, yeah. get the actual curators in so they can catalogue all this shit. And you much... know what's not going to turn up, right? The Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the... No. <laughs> the Ark of... Well, I, see, I thought you were going to say the Hellfish Bonanza. Well, there is that as well. <laughs> That's more likely to turn up. The Hellfish Bonanza than the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Ark of the Covenant is in, in the warehouse. We all know. Um... But yeah, no, it's not really nerd-related, but as a history dude, I thought it was really fascinating. Yeah. The, the, still, what, 70, 60 years later or something retarded? Yeah, something like 70 that. years later? It was 1940s. Yeah, 70 odd years later, this shit is still turning up. Yeah? So yeah, I thought that was that was really cool. Just a fun little fun little romp through Nazi Germany, <laughs> as, as happens. Um, last week, the first episode of Fear the Walking Dead dropped. I haven't recorded. I have not yet watched... I'm a little scared. Don't. Okay. That's um, good. It's completely different to The Walking Dead. Which was... Well, it's supposed... I've read so many different things about it, and I've tried to avoid spoilers, but from, I've heard that it's supposed to be a prequel. It's kind of a prequel, but kind of a not. And I've heard that it's also supposed to be, like, the other the, the other theory that I've heard, and obviously it's not a theory anymore because the, people have watched it. Yeah. But one of the last things I heard, it's basically set in the same timeline, it's just the other side of the country. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's worth a look. I couldn't get into it. I didn't even make it all the way through it before I got distracted and saw something shining or something. Um, but I thought it was worth a mention that it's it's dropped. Yeah. Um, but then I mean, again, I've lost all interest in The Walking Dead. So I just fell too far behind, which is why I'm, I'm sort of half thinking I might give it a go just to see... Yeah, so jump on at the beginning. If you're going yeah. to, do it now. Yeah. Because um, you're Walking Dead. Oh, fucking Walking Dead. Oh, well, start of a season. Oh, well, we found this haven. Oh, what if it's too good to be true? Oh, fuck. It is too good to be true. Oh, shit. Walkers, run away. Big fight. Everybody dies. Lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Ad nauseum. All right. Um, we have, in the last couple of weeks, we've had three films all finish their principal photography. X-Men Apocalypse is done. Okay. So they're just going to come back for like their reshoots and their pickups and shit. Yep. But it's in the can. It's good to go. Yes, well. <laughs> I did the rant a couple of weeks ago about Ivan Ooze. Yep. As everyone has done. Yep. It might not be shit. It might just be one of Apocalypse's forms and he might get good later. I seriously hope so. It's Brian Singer. He doesn't usually let us down with an X-Men film. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Apocalypse has gone through many, many changes. In many, many... Like, in a single issue. He's got a malleable form. Yes. So hopefully that's just one of his proto-forms or something that he's doing. And who knows, it could be just a setup for, like, you know, that's what it looks like before post. Like, once they actually start going and putting the effects and stuff on, it yeah. will look completely different. Yeah. I mean, I had the nerd rage when it dropped. I nerd raged on the show about it. And then, yeah. So yeah, that one's done. The Independence Day sequel that nobody ever wanted. Oh, they did back in 2000 when the original concept was ID2000. Yeah, but not ID 2K15. Yeah. <sighs> no. Sand Smith? Um, Sand Smith and Goldblum or Goldblum back? No, I think from what I've heard, Goldblum was out. Um, but we have Bill Pullman and we have Brett Spiner. You know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> as long as we've got the president and the, the dead w- scientist. Yeah. Fuck it, clones. May as well. <laughs> a wizard did it. <laughs> magnets. Magnets. <laughs> yes, and everything's always magnets. And the third one rather than out is um, Suicide Squad. So we I mean Harley I mean Joker and Harley Quinn and Friends. So say we lose Will Smith for one and we get him for another one. Yeah, I'm I'm still bleh on Joker and Harley movie. Yeah, I mean I I've I've had my say on Joker, obviously not on the network, but um it could be interesting. The biggest problem I think everybody is having is just that it's such a time-dated version of the Joker. In 10 years' time, you're going to be looking at the grill and the tattoos and everything and going, what the hell is this? Whereas you look at your Jack Nicholson, you look at your, your Heath Ledger, 
Although they are very, very different interpretations, you can transplant them into any point in time and they will still be the Joker. You can do the same thing with Hamill's animated Joker. Exactly right. Um, whereas Jared Leto's Joker is very... Well, I mean, mouth grills are already on the way out. The, the, the ridiculous amounts of tattoos... Give it, give it 10 or 15 years, and that's not going to be a big thing anymore. And people are just going to be looking at going, why do we have this ridiculous interpretation? Yeah, fair point. Um, he may play it really well. It, I'm, I think most people's issue with it, and as we've covered before, is that um, it's so radically different to Heath Ledger. Yeah. And would everybody be so, oh my God, Heath Ledger, had he not died? Probably not. This is true. But... Same thing happened with Heath Ledger when they heard he got cast. There was massive, massive rage, and then they saw what he did, and it was... Same thing with Batfleck. Yeah. Which is why I generally... But he's to... already ruined a superhero. There, there is precedent oh. for this. What? You know where I stand on the Daredevil. Oh, fuck you, Daredevil's amazing. <laughs> Once again, for all the wrong reasons. The suit was good. The guy in the suit was terrible. <sighs> yeah, all right. <laughs> the director's cut is a phenomenal film, and I'll have words with anybody who says otherwise. <laughs> Um, something that's a little bit nearer to your heart on multiple levels. Uh, Liam Schreiber has been cast in a biopic. Oh, wow. Called Crossface. As in Crippler. Right. Yeah, they're doing a, they're doing a biopic about the Chris Benoit incident. And you know who's not involved in any way, shape, or form? I'm assuming the entire WWE. Yeah, the WWE is not involved. It's an independent film done on starting at the very beginning of his career all the way through till that weekend. Right. Called Crossface, and Leo Schreiber looks like Chris Benoit, except he's about a foot and a half too tall. Yeah, but I mean, as far as interpretations go, yeah, you're not going to really worry too much about height. Not when you're doing a story of a guy who Tell killed himself and his family. Yeah. For our non-wrestling people, um, 2007, one of the most inexplicably popular wrestlers of a time had um, some pretty serious concussion-related injuries and snapped and killed himself and his wife and his son over a weekend. Yeah. And has since been removed from all history. It's still a sensitive topic, some eight years later. They are starting to bring him back in. in, in, in they're not trying to glorify him, but they are aware that he is a massive part of the history of the business and they cannot exclude him. That's right, because you cut out too much of what everyone else contributed. Actually, That's funnily right. enough, I was watching an old episode of Nitro from 96 on the network this morning. And whenever you're watching an episode on the WWE network, people, this is going to be about wrestling for a couple of minutes, just bear with me. And they've actually, they go through and they do the chapters of every episode of Nitro, because it goes two and a half hours. Yep. And it's like, you skip to this chapter, and it was skipping all the way through. There was this really long, what looked like a really long match, and I skipped through it. And what actually happened was they don't put an indicator for a Chris Benoit match starts or finishes. Right. So it's there. If you're watching the show the whole way through, you will see it. But if you skip, you Yeah, if you try to skip, yeah, you'll miss it completely. Right. And if you type his name into the search field... Because you can search for specific wrestlers in the search field on the network. It'll bring up a heap of shit. You type his name in, no matches found. Wow. So his stuff's there if you're, what, if you're just watching an episode of something through, but you unless you know exactly what and when you're looking for, it's not going to it's not gonna come up, which you know what, fine. Yeah. I, I like that they've not cut out all of his stuff. I, I understand why they don't include him on the best ofs and whatnot. But when they release like full episodes of things, leave it there. Yeah. Don't talk about it. It's fine. I've got no problem with that. So yeah, Leah Schreiber's going to be in that. That will come out. I think it's slated for late next year release. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely get amongst that. It's because I, I, I was one of the people who inexplicably liked um, Chris Benoit. I think I'm in the minority for people that didn't hate. Yeah, it's not really that much more. The guy had the personality of a wooden spoon. Correct. Um, and not even the one that ran away with the dish. <laughs> no. Uh, but he was a brilliant technical wrestler. Yeah. Like, uh, to watch him in the ring was amazing. To listen to him on the microphone was... Not so much. No. Um, and I'm also a very big Leah Freiber fan. Yeah. Between his work as Sabretooth and the Omen remake and a whole bunch of other stuff, I really love Leah Freiber. Scream 2! Yes. Cotton Weary. Cotton Weary. Oh, I think Cotton dies at the start of... Spoilers. It's a Scream 3, a 15-year-old <laughs> film. Um, have you watched it? The TV series? No. Don't. 
I, yeah, I haven't heard great things, mainly from you. Yeah, um, no, I watched the pilot when it dropped a few weeks ago. And when I say watched, it was on. Yeah. While I was messing about, it did not grip me. Yeah. I As soon as I heard that it was on, like it was in production, and the fact that it was an MTV production did not really boost my confidence. Um, Death Valley was amazing. This is true. <laughs> that was the, the mockumentary. Yeah. I need to revisit that. People... Show called Death Valley. It's um, it's basically like cops. If a zombie werewolf and um, vampire, Re- yeah, Reno nine eleven with supernatural themes. There you go. Yeah, done. Ronda Rousey wants to be Captain Marvel. There's a right. now there was now a massive campaign for this. Give it to her. Yeah, she's she's got. The, the right physique, she's got the right attitude, she will legit fuck anybody up. Can she perform? Okay, well, I won't say give it to her, I'll say give her a chance. If not her, then who? Uh, that question has been posed elsewhere. My answer, fucking just give it to Katie Sackhoff and be done with it. Yeah, I'll give it that. Starbuck from Battlestar, yep. for those of you who don't know who I mean. Um, but then anyway, I was a big campaigner of her for Diana. Palmer. I was going to... Trying to Palmer? Yeah. You're going to cast Starbuck. <laughs> Star, cast Starbuck in Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> no, it was um, Wonder Woman. I was all for that. Yeah. But no, I'd be all for... I mean, Ronda Rousey, she looks like it. If she can act, sure. Yeah. I've never seen the woman cut a promo outside of that god-awful one on WrestleMania, but all four of them were shit during that. Yeah. Well, pretty much the entire show sucks. So, I mean, she didn't really stand out as sucking. Yeah, the most recent WrestleMania, it was good. Oh, bits of it. Yeah, fair enough. Galaxy Quest TV series has a home. It has, okay. a, has a production. There's a Galaxy Quest TV series coming into production. How? I ask. Mm. You're not getting Sigourney Weaver. No. You're not getting Alan Rickman. Tim Allen, they probably just threw a bag of cocaine. <laughs> Tim Allen, his new sitcom is still doing ridiculously well. Yeah, that's... Yeah. What I've seen of it, it's actually not a bad It's It's pretty good. I can't remember the name of it, but I've come, I used to catch bits of it on Fox 8 when I saw Fox. Um, yeah, so he's off doing that. <sighs> Fucking Tony Shalhoub. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Monk's finished. He's got to do something with his time. Yeah. Sam Rockwell's probably already suited, booted, and ready to go. He'd <laughs> be like, sweet, guy's time to shine. Yeah. Um, if, if they recast... They better fucking do it well, because I watched the pilot of the Amazon, because it's going to Amazon. Did I even mention that bit yet? No. Yeah, Amazon are doing it. Righto. Um, Amazon did the pilot to Zombieland. Oh, dear. And it was painful. Yeah, I bet it was. And it was shit. And those sorts of fun things. And I actually saw a, um, a trade of the Galaxy Quest comic today. Oh, really? Nearly bought it, bought two trades of Green Lantern instead. Well, it'll be there next time. Yeah. It's the one in Maitland. Um, actually, weeks and weeks and weeks ago, I plugged their website before they had a shop, Comics Games Entertainment. They've actually got a shop front now. They were just a pop-up store and a website. They've got a shop. So, good on them. Michael Fassbender. Images of him from Assassin's Creed have been released. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you shut up and take your money? Yeah, it's Fassbender and it's... From what I understand of Assassin's Creed, it is Altair, it's not Ezio, so I'm, I'm very much... Yeah, and apparently the game is going... This game, the movie is going to exist in the same story continuity as the games do, because they're all tied together. I've only ever played the Pirates one. Yeah. Which is the first one that's out of the content. Actually, no, the three was out of the continuity. The continuity was um, Assassin's Creed and then the Assassin's Creed 2 and the sequels. Yeah, if we're, ever, if, if we're ever doing an Assassin's Creed episode, we just need to get Megs on the show and just wind up and watch it go for half an hour. Pretty much. One of the girls we play D&D with is obsessed with the game. It's ridiculous. She's like, has... That's why she was in the Constantine. Because the guy that acted as Constantine was the pirate. Right, okay. Yeah, so that was the only reason she was into that. Okay. Oh, we're getting there. Oh, and we're actually doing pretty well for time. Excellent. Go us. Uh, this will mean nothing to you, but Star Trek Renegades has finally dropped. The glorified fan film. It's got, um, like, a couple of the original actors came back for it. Okay. And Granny Mahara was in it playing Sulu and all of this sort of stuff. I'm pretty sure sure it was Renegades he was in, because I interviewed him a couple months ago. Yeah. So, yeah, that's dropped. I haven't watched it yet. I've got it. But, yes. 
And then, before we get to the ultimate bit, we've only got one thing left on the list. The Star Wars toys and Infinity have dropped. Yeah, they have. And have they what? Fuckers are everywhere. Yep. And you know what? I'm not enthused. No. I, I quite readily got into Disney Infinity when it was all about the Marvel heroes. I, I didn't buy the Guardians and I'm now regretting it because you can't buy the bastards anyway. Yeah, I, I have only got one piece that I'm missing from my Spider-Man set. I did not care for the Avengers. So I, didn't, I, didn't, I mean, the Avengers were okay. But I, for reasons that we won't go into, um, I did not touch the Guardians. Um, but no, I think with all the footage I've seen of the, the Star Wars Infinity, I think what's turning me off the most is the vehicles. Really? I I mean, I love them in the movies and in the toys and all that. I just got a Facebook notification, apparently. <laughs> all those bits and pieces I love, but when it's come down to the games, the vehicles generally have been my undoing. It was the trying to blow up the Death Star in the the Lego Star Wars that made me rage quit and not play a Lego game for a very long time. For a good five, six years until Jurassic World came out. No, I did attempt um, a couple of others after that, before that, and didn't like them, but it was, the Star Wars was the rage quit. Um, And there's been a few others, like the, um, even going back as far as Shadows of the Empire, the final battle of the the Skyhook. You know what? Sorry, I'm cutting you off very briefly. Shadows of the Empire was the most perfect example of a hit and miss Star Wars game. Some of those levels were amazing and ridiculously good fun, yep. i.e. the Hoth base, the canyon one where you fight um, Boba Fett at the end, yep. a couple of the others. But some of those levels were shit. Like the, uh, the um, IG-88 case. On the fucking train. Yep. Oh. And the Battle of the Skyhook. Yeah. The Battle of the Skyhook was just insane. That was ridiculously difficult. Um, fun little story about the the Star Wars Lego games, I was in Brisbane one night and my then wife was here at home because the Star Wars game, the Lego game is the only thing she's ever been able to play on a, on a console. Yep. And it was after the show. It was about midnight. I was sitting at my friend Nick and Amy's house. Nick's going to be on the show in a few weeks so keep an ear out for him. Um, Excel. Yep. And um, I get a text message. All it said, I just blew up the Death Star. I had literally never been prouder of her. Yep. Up until that point, I'm like, yes, well done you. So yeah, she, see, even she could accomplish something that I that made me just snap. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, you're really good at rage quitting games. Yeah, this is true. You had to go with um, what was it, Arkham City? Still never went back to it. Yeah, you you did like the first level where you had to do the bit through the the toxic factory. Yeah, you just went. No, nah, I'm out. Forty five minutes of wandering around aimlessly, not being able to find my way out, and um, yeah, I was done. Because you had that on your short lived PlayStation, didn't you? No, that was on the Xbox. Oh, was it? The short-lived PlayStation, I think the only game that I actually played was... No, I had a couple, but one of them was one of the WWE games. And that didn't count. And then there there was another one, but it was... Yeah, it was the... Just the the weird symbols instead of actual tangible... Yeah, fair enough. Um, You know the Terminator's a playable character? Yes. Yeah. Yes. In the, in the new SmackDown game, or no, it's not even called SmackDown anymore, is it's it? WWE WWE Two K Sixteen. Yeah, you can play as a Terminator. Yep. No, I don't want that in a game. Don't give me a Terminator. Give me one of the, another classic superstar. Although they're all DLC now, though, aren't they? Yeah. Just about everyone. Yeah, but I mean, the Terminator. Aside from, you know, they did a brief bit with uh, I don't know. I didn't even pay any attention to it. Was oh, that Triple H's retarded fucking entrance at Mania this year? Yeah. yeah. So the Schwarzenegger's been on Raw maybe four or five times in the 15 years it's been on, oh, the 20 years it's been on telly. Yeah. But you know what? If they're going to bring in some some character to try and make it relevant, relevant? There's a good word. Relevant? Good work. Just bring in a Mel. Yeah. Making a Mel character. Or, you know what you do? You bring in, well, they're probably not going to now with the Hogan tirade controversy. Now but you've been cut from the game. Correct. You're bringing like your Shet Ramses, your Fezix, your, um, your Triple H's character from Blade. If you're going to do wrestler characters, yeah. do wrestler characters. Like Cena, well, I mean, well, Cena's character from the Marine is Cena, so it doesn't really count. But people <laughs> like, yeah, your Shet Ramses from Suburban Commandos, your Andreas Fezzik. Yep. The Scorpion King. You're also from Suburban Commando, Mark Calloway's character from that one. And Brutus Beefcakes. Yes. Because Brutus was the other bounty hunter. Yep. Yeah. Or um, Bam Bam Bigelow from from Major Pain. 
was Baby Baby Major Payne. He was the dude that the kids hired to come and beat him up. Oh, Jesus and, Christ. Yeah. Um, or, um, Macho Man from Spider-Man. Oh, Bonesaw is ready. Ooh, yeah, you know who else you could bring in? Jimmy King. Yes. Jimmy King is the best <laughs> wrestler. Better than... I love Ready to Rumble for so many wrong reasons. Oh, then we can, ha- we can have David Arquette in the game as well. Oh, is his manager. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Just bring in David Arquette. He's a former world champion. Exactly right. Scott Hall's not. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's perspective. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. Oh. Well. <laughs> so, how about that? <laughs> so, um... Within the last 12 hours, we've... And we were going to talk... We were going to talk, um... Something. We were going to talk Jaws. That was going to be our topic. We were going to talk the Jaws franchise. Okay. That was our topic. Yep. Until I discovered that Wes Craven died today. Yeah. Very, very sad. The day the movies died. The day horror died. Yeah. Um... His films literally come along and change the genre. Every mm. sort of... 20-odd years, he did it. Yeah. Last House on the Left. Yep. Bring in the gore fest. Mm-hmm. X amount of years later, along comes Freddy. Yep. X amount of years again, and he completely changes the genre with Scream. Yep. Because it went from being straight slashes to everything's a piss take. And the rules. Oh, the fucking rules. The defining of the rules. Yeah. And then the breaking of the rules. That's right. Um, yeah, so 76 years old. I didn't realise he was that old. No. I, I would have thought he was 60s. 70s. Yeah, like, I, th- I would have thought early 60s. Yeah. But, no, 76, and he had brain cancer. So, yeah, that's... I don't even know where to start talking about this, dude. Um, hang on, I've already got the page open here. I'm just going to run through the list. For most people, it starts and ends with Freddy. But, I mean, he's responsible, as you say, the Scream franchise. Um, the Hills Have Eyes, which, you know, not my cup of tea, but... It was two or three movies plus a reboot. Yeah. Um, and they had a massive, massive cult following. Um, and yeah, as you say, it pretty much all started with Last House on the Left. Last House on the Left was his first feature that he directed. And that was arguably the beginning of that 70s slasher genre. Yeah. I mean, there'd been a few around that point, but yeah, he came along with the Last House on the Left. Because up until that point, you'd had all your really subtle horrors. Like, you'd had 10 years worth of Hitchcock up until that point. Yeah. And then Last House on the Left comes along and goes, what, you're only doing really subtle things in a shower? Fuck that, he have all the blood in the world. Yeah. I mean, Kubrick had tried to sort of do a couple of bits and pieces at that point. But, yeah, he came along, redefined a genre. Yeah, arguably the first, and I hate using this word, but the, the first torture porn movie. Yeah, for its day. Yeah, and you you can't tell me torture porn is not a friend, not a not a thing because it is. It is. I, I just said I don't like that the terminology. Yeah, it, absolutely. Yes, it's when you get to your your more recent stuff. Oh, yeah, absolute more recent stuff. Mm. Tangent before we get back to talking West Craven, I saw Human Centipede three on the shelf at JB the other day. Mm. Yeah, watch the second one. Um, yeah, last night on the left. Um, I've seen it. I watched it probably 15 years ago. I watched it and went, wow, this isn't much of anything. Rewatched it as an actual grown-up and went, yeah, no, I can absolutely see why in 1972 this was so brutal. Yeah, and uh, the remake was, wow. I don't, I don't think I've seen the remake. I saw the remake before I saw the original. Uh, there was the remake that made me go, wow, I'm going to go back and, re- and watch where it started. And realistically, I mean, of course they ramped it up for modern day, but yeah, the... Original was not pretty. No, not no, no. not at all. <laughs> Next on the list, Hills Have Eyes. You've mentioned that. Yep. Stranger in Our House. Again, another one of those. And then he sort of he bounced around a bit. 1982, he did Swamp Thing. Of course. Which, you know, not one of his finer efforts, but not a terrible film for what it tried to be. That's when 1984, a little movie with a little man called Robert in it. Yep. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Fucking changed everything. Absolutely, it did. No, well, for a start, it gave us Freddy. Yeah. Which, Freddy went on to seven films in the original room. One, two, three, four, five, Freddy's Dead, New Nightmare. TV series and a remake. You can't tell me Freddy's not one of, if not the most iconic horror characters that there is. There, he's, there are three. It's him, it's Jason, and it's Chucky. That's not the three I was going You were going to go to Michael Myers? Yes. Of the three, I'm not a fan of two of them, and unfortunately, I have to say in this right here, 
I have never been a Freddy guy. I did not like Freddy <coughs> up until Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Well, that's actually funnily enough where I started because I was that little bit in, I was a little bit sheltered as a child and not being able to see anything with blood in it. It was terrible. And then when New Nightmare came out, I watched that and because I, I think I was twelve or something when it came out, twelve or thirteen, and I watched that and went, "Wow, that was really good." And then the videos, um, the video store in my house back in the day, video shops, kids had a deal where if you rented a new release, you had a weekly for free. Yep. So on a Friday night, because I was a really exciting fifteen-year-old. I would rent whatever new release was out, and then I slowly worked my way through all the Freddies, all the Jasons, the Chuckies, the James Bonds, all of all of those. So that's I, yeah, I started with New Nightmare, and then went back to the beginning. I I had seen I think it would have been probably the first one, and it never really grabbed me. And then um, yeah, I think I saw New Nightmare very shortly after it was released on on video. On video, <laughs> and. I think it was just to use the for the word that they use now, meta, how meta it was. I really dug the idea yeah. of the creature coming back and killing the cast rather than just a random bunch of characters. Yeah. It was just such a brilliant idea and I'm sure it had been done, but I had at the time I hadn't seen it. I thought it was brilliant. That's probably the best example of it. Because, mm. I mean, I'm a Freddy guy. Have been since I watched New Nightmare. The Freddy tangent. First Freddy, Wes Craven. Everybody remembers Freddy as this wise, cracking, smart-ass guy that happens to kill people in funny, creative ways. In the first one, Freddy's only got like six lines. Yeah. He's just a scary fucking dude who will fuck you up in your dreams. Mm. And does. Yep. And then there's... Then um, Wes didn't come back for the second one, for reasons. Go and watch um, Never Sleep Again. Really, really fucking good two-disc Freddy documentary. Okay. And um, I think I've got it. Yeah, it goes right in. Go and watch that. Then he came back for number three, which none of the original cast bar Freddy is in the second one. Yep. Nightmare three brings back Heather Langenkamp as Nancy, Nancy's dad, Wes Craven, all these people, and it was supposed to be the bookend. So he's like, right, I wrote two scripts for this thing: the first one and the third one. That was it for Wes Craven's involvement with Freddy. Created him, and the two ones where he's the darkest are one and three. Then there's four, five, and six where he's all Mr. Funny, Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky, and then he goes back to basics with New Nightmare in 7, which is Wes Craven coming back. Yep. The three really good ones, 1, 3, New Nightmare, all Wes Craven. Okay. The others are fun because it's Freddy, but it's not Freddy at his core. Well, Freddy, yeah, I mean, Freddy was always meant to be dark. I mean, it, it's, it's fairly well known that as much as people hated the reboot, that was what... Wes Craven actually wanted for yeah. Freddy originally. He, he wanted to be a kitty fiddler, not a kitty murderer. Yeah. But he didn't think that in 1984 that would have flown. And frankly, in 1984, it wouldn't have. No. So he was already a visionary ahead of his time. Oh, absolutely. Ridiculous. That's 1984. 1985, he did a little, he did a movie called Chiller. Doesn't really matter. And people have seen it. It was a TV movie. I'd never heard of it, but people say it's quite good. 1985, The Hills Have Eyes, part two. Yep. We have more hills, we have more eyes. He did five episodes of The Twilight Zone in the same year. I had no idea. Okay. I want to go and watch them. Yeah. And then he came back for 1987. Freddy 3. Yep. Yep. Enough said. And then he goes on and he, he keeps making all these amazing films. Like TV, like creates a TV series for the people next door. Have you heard of this thing? No. It's really good. You should check it out. Okay. I mean, it came out in 1989. You're probably not going to be able to find it. He was um, the executive producer and wrote a bunch of it. Quite good. Uh, people Under the Stairs is another one of his. Yep. He was 91, which a lot of people have never heard of. Again, late oh. 80s, 90s, your horror movies were your B directors. Let's yeah. face it. They were nowhere near as glorified as they are now. And yeah, then he doesn't come back. Oh no, um, New Nightmare was 94. Okay. It, it originally came out, but it didn't come out in video here until 96. Which, funnily enough, in 1996, he directed a little film that we did mention called Scream. Wow, that makes me feel old that that was 96. Yeah, man. 1996. Again, genre changer, which we've yeah. mentioned. The best, arguably the best of, well, not even arguably, definitively the best of that franchise. Yes. First one. He directed it. Uh, did he write it as well? No, I don't think he did. No, he's in it, very briefly. He's Fred. 
True. He's the he's the janitor in that. So he yeah. yeah he didn't write it or create it, but he sure as fuck directed the shit rocks out of it. And I think that's what gave that's what actually gave that franchise legitimacy. Yeah. After Wes Craven's directing this thing, we're like, okay, absolutely. Well, he didn't again didn't write or yeah didn't write or create it. He definitely brought his sensibilities to it. Genre changer. Yep. Following year, pumped out a sequel in which he actually wrote the second one. No, he exactly produced the second one. I've got a really good little table here. Yeah, he was executive producer on the second one. Didn't write it and and was the doctor in it. Same year, Wishmaster. Do you want to do a little gush about Wishmaster? Uh, it's another one of those amazing for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it was the, the, the concept of a genie that just likes to... Be really nasty. I, I probably should. Sure, his wishes. I love it. Actually, I probably shouldn't have skipped 1995. Vampire in Brooklyn. Now, actually, no. You probably should have skipped 1995. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wes. They say don't speak ill of the dead. Vampire in Brooklyn was terrible. He didn't write it. He directed it. Dude had to eat. <laughs> not and again, same year. Executive producer, not director. Hills of Eyes three. Yep. The hills continue to have eyes. More hills, more eyes. Yep, 97, Wishmaster. 2000, directed Screen 3. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have, but you know. As you said, dude's got a... That's right. Executive producer, Dracula 2000. In the year where everything had 2000 in the title. Actually, no, Dracula 2000 was the good one. It's Dracula 3000, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, no. Cameo, James Holland, Bob's track back. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Which makes sense when you, and I know that he had no, like, absolutely nothing to do with Freddy vs. Jason, but the fact that the massive Jane Silent Bob ripoff that's in that movie, it kind of makes sense. It it ties it all together. Yeah. Um, Movie that came out in 2002, you've probably never heard of it, called They. As in, They Are Coming. I've heard of They, I have not seen that. They's quite good. It's, it's an odd title for a film. Um, he was the exec on that. He yeah. sort of did, didn't do a lot of directing to the last X amount of years, except for 2004's Cursed. Well, this is one of your favourites. It is one of my favourites. I didn't know that was one of his until I started researching this for tonight. Cursed is uh, Christina Ricci and... Um, what is her name? I love her. Um... The mum from Jurassic World and the best friend from Suddenly 30. And she was in Arrested Development. Um, uh, Judy Greer. Yes. Thank you. Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Judy, Judy Greer's in it. Okay. And it's, it's a really good film up until... Because like, the first half of it is mostly Christina Ritchie working out whether or not she's actually a werewolf and if they're real. Yeah. Really good. Once she finds out, everything goes to shit. So, you know, Red Eye... He's one of his. I thoroughly enjoyed Red Eye. Yeah, didn't write it, didn't produce it, directed it, directed the fuck rocks out of it. Oh yeah, that's that was a fun little romp on a plane. Which one? Which one's Red Eye? That's um, that's not Flight Plan. They both no. came out around the same time. This um, Red Eye's Crispin Glover and Rachel McAdams. Yes. Yeah, and they're gonna try and blow up a dude's hotel room with a rocket launcher. Yes. That's where it falls down for me. It wasn't perfect, but I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was one of his. Um, executive producer on The Remake and The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. Executive producer on The Hills Have Eyes 2. They did a, they did a, a sequel remake. Yep. I didn't realize they'd gone that far. Once again, very, uh, not <laughs> my thing, but iconic franchise. Yeah. That's five movies we're talking about. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Executive producer, remake Last House on the Left. Yeah. Um, and then, funnily enough, Scream 4. Oh, there's a movie you love to hate. Director, Scream 4. Scream 4's good. For the most part. Mostly. Executive, exact, executive producer, director, not, uh, not writer. Yeah. He was in Castle. Oh, really? Yep. Cameo does himself in Castle. And the last thing he did was as an executive producer on Scream, the TV series. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, 
I mean, the guy's movies have grossed a stupid amount of money. Like, Scream grossed $173 million, mm. which for a tiny little horror film... Oh, wow, the Screams have got diminishing returns. Um, yeah, his top, top ten grossing films. Only one of the Freddies is on here. So we go in order. Scream 1, 2, 3, 4. Yep. Red Eye. Mm. Remake of the Hills of Eyes. Yep. Rem- um, Hills of Eyes 2. Yep. I don't know if that's the remake or the original. It doesn't say. Remake of The Last House on the Left. Yep. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and People Under the Stairs. Okay. Now look, I'm an absolute fucking Wes Craven guy. I, I would have to say though, thinking about that list, they probably have gone pure dollar value and haven't gone for adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Adjusted for inflation, that list would be very different. Mm-hmm. Scream would still probably be number one. Yeah. Uh, but you would have all three of the Freddies that he was involved with would be on that list. Well, I don't know how well New Nightmare actually did in cinemas, because by this point they were coming off Freddy's dead. Uh, this is true. Because you've got to think back to this was, and it only had a relatively small release too. Yeah, this is Freddy's dead list. Because everything, because you've got to remember, late 80s, early 90s, your horror movies were out and blinking, you miss it, as opposed to now it's like, here's a new event! Yeah. So, look, I, I want to say a lot of words... Do the whole, he shaped my childhood, he shaped my life. He didn't. I love the Freddy movies. I've seen a bunch of his others. Mm. But, yeah, it's such a shame. I mean, 76 years old, he had a good run. Particularly given that he wasn't well. It's not like he, he, he went peacefully in his sleep after living a long, healthy life. Yeah. He hasn't been well. He has, he's had brain cancer for a good, a good few years and he's been battling it. So, look, the man was a genre changer and genre creator and definer. Absolutely. With his work. I mean, you're, yeah, you're not a Freddy guy, but you cannot deny the impact that man's had on popular culture. Oh, absolutely not. Like, and funnily enough, he wasn't involved in the remake, according to that list. Well, true. Unless I missed it. No, no, because I vaguely remember reading the same list, but I, I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, absolutely not a Freddy guy, but as I said, as far as... Like if you look at, even if you were to go the top ten of horror franchises, he's got two entries in it. Got three entries in it. Yeah, he's got one. But in terms of like iconic villains, he's got Freddy. Yeah. And he's got Ghostface. Yeah. And yes, you would also throw the mutants from the Hills Have Eyes in there. Yep. Absolutely. So I mean, he absolutely he's. He's the master of horror. He's yeah. Always been, like, St- Stephen King is master of horror in the written form. Yeah. Wes Craven is master of horror on film. Yeah. Just from that list alone. Yeah. Nobody else Nobody else can touch the guy. No. And, the, the, and a lot of horror directors go, here's the schlock, like the, the Winnell, um, one and Winnell from Saw. Here's some torture porn. Yeah. Um, here's what we do. One of the, um, no, we don't need to talk about one. I talked about that last week. Um, a lot of people just have their shtick. Here's lots of blood. Here's whatever else. He had fucking... The dude's getting brutalised in the last house on the left. Yeah. And then changed it up completely for Freddy. Yeah. Freddy was a dude that attacked your nightmares. And the backstory and how he came up with that was brilliant. Based on his own actual nightmares. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's why you've, you really should check out Never Sleep Again. I mean, you're not a Freddy guy, but you'll probably really appreciate the, mm. the backstory of it. Uh, and then you jump across to Scream. Which, again, completely different yeah. to everything he's done. So, yeah, the guy jumped around within the genre, but not stuck to a certain type. Mm. And, yeah, I'm disappointed I never got to meet the guy. But, you know, it wasn't, you know, 76 probably wasn't likely to come out here for a con anytime soon anyway. Yeah. But, you know, it's reaching the point, though, in a slight tangent, that all of these people are going to start slipping by the wayside. It's like we've lost Yvonne Craig this week. We lost... Um, who died this morning? You, you, you said it. Um, oh, it was um, not really nerd-related, but it was um, very, very major um, sporting personality in Australia, Bart Cummings, a um, champion racehorse trainer. Yeah. Um, My mother will have a black black band around her arm wrist, wrist, uh, for weeks. Just listen to the stats. I thought he'd won more Melbourne Cups than he had. Really? Only but 12. Only 12. But 200 and something. 260-something major championships. Yeah, that he trained the horses for. Yeah. So, probably should have mentioned him during the list, but I forgot to put him on it, because it's not really nerd-related, but it's relevant to our country that we live in and our sporting culture. Yeah. All that crap. 
Um, it's like, yeah, Von Craig's dropped and we're starting to lose... I mean, like, people like you, George Romero's are all getting on and Spielberg's not a young man and all these sort of classic movie directors that we consider classic. Yeah. Like, we've lost a Ghostbuster in recent years. Yeah. We lost Spock. Yeah, we lost Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. That's probably the first one I should have gone to, but no, I went to a Ghostbuster. Um, it's reaching the point where it's going to start happening more and more frequently, and you know what's going to happen in the next few years? We're going to lose Stan. And that's, yeah, that's not going to be far off. The right? guy's 92. Yeah. Or 91 or something. And he still flies all over the world going to conventions. Yeah. I reckon he gets another five years every time another creator kicks it. <laughs> probably. I think it's probably something. Actually, um, speaking of, happy 19th birthday this week to, um, to Jack Kirby. 98? It would have been his 98th birthday. Okay. I mean, Jack Kirby died 20 yeah. years ago or something, but yeah. it would have been his 98th birthday this week. Jack Kirby, the actual man who deserves all of the credit that Stanley gets. But that's another podcast for another day when Fez is back. Yeah. Uh, we can go very briefly to the, the panel where... Stan actually pretty much said that himself. Yes, we were there for that. Yes. So it's not something that even he is going to argue, or maybe he's tired of arguing it. I think by this point, he's he's not until he's like, you know what, fuck it. I've I've got all the money. (laughs) Yeah, he gets all the money. You know what, people, Jack's dead. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's not about Wes Craven. No. He was, tell you what though, if you ever saw him in the roles he was in, when he was guesting as either himself or a cameo, he was a fucking freaky dude. Mm. Which, you know, hardly surprising. I loved him as himself in New Nightmare. Yeah. There are probably volumes and volumes and volumes that could be spoken about the guy and his work. But look, just go out and just watch it all. Never Sleep Again is probably a really good example of his work um, or talking about it. Just go and watch The Freddies and The Hills of Eyes and Wishmaster. And Scream. And Scream. But yeah, just fucking just go and watch all this stuff, people. And... Yeah, salute to the great man. We missed. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're nearly done. Yep, we did 20 minutes on him and 40 minutes of crap. Yeah, no, I think we're done. to sleep that began the nightmare on my street it was turning in my room like an oven my bed so was sweat and man i was bugging i checked the clock it had stopped at 12 30 it had melted it was so darn hot and i was thirsty i wanted something cool to quench my thirst Yo, this heat is the worst But when I got downstairs I noticed something was wrong I was home all alone But the TV was on I thought nothing of it As I grabbed the remote I pushed the power button And then I almost choked When I heard this awful voice Coming from behind It said Man, I ain't even wait to see who it was Broke outside in my drawers And screamed so long Cause got halfway up the block I calmed down and stopped screaming Then thought Oh, I can't I must be gaming I strolled back home With a grin on my grill I figured since 
Fresh Prince But Freddie killed all that noise real quick He grabbed me by my neck and said Here's what we'll do We got a lot of work here Me and you The souls of your friends You and I will claim You've got the body And I got the brain I said, yo, Fred I think you got me all wrong I ain't partners with nobody With nails that long Look, I'll be honest, man This team won't work The girls won't be on you Fred, your face is all burned Fred got mad And his head started steaming So I can get some sleep But give me a call And maybe we'll hang out next week I pat him on the shoulder Said thanks for stopping by Then I opened up the door And said take care of the guy He got mad Drew back his arm And slashed my shirt I laughed at first And thought hold up that hurt It wasn't a dream man This guy was for real I said Freddy uh How it's been an awful mistake here No further words And then I darted upstairs Crashed through my door Then jumped on my bed Pulled the covers up Over my head Said a whole new day I thought <laughs> I wasn't scared of him anyway until I noticed those rips in my sheets and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street